BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Carlene, what beauty products are on your holiday wish list? Stickers. Stickers? What do you mean? This season, Smashbox collaborated with the illustrator Anna Strump. So all their holiday kits come with adorable, playfully sketched stickers you can use to decorate your face. I think you mean to decorate your makeup palettes? Um, that's what I meant. My new multi-brush set is the prettiest gift I'm giving to myself this year. With its five makeup brushes, I can create any look I like. How about you? I'm stocking up on the Smashbox Lash and Liner set. You know I love a good cat eye, and with its full exposure mascara, always-on gel liner pencil, which I adore, and the photo finish lash primer, my lashes will be photo-ready all holiday long. Available exclusively at Shoppers Drug Bart and BeautyBoutique.ca. Cool. Now let's send Santa a selfie. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Okay, guys. Well, welcome back to Breaking Beauty. Today we're in the studio. We're actually sitting around a chair. It's very glamorous with two <laughs> microphones. And we have the lovely beauty team from Fashion Magazine here. We have Lisa Hanna, the beauty director, and beauty editor Susie Michael. And we Hi, are... Ladies. Welcome. Welcome. So today we wanted to do like a recap of the top seven beauty moments of 2017. Mm-hmm. And who better to do that than the ladies from Fashion. So you guys just wrote a story, literally this week today about about your top moments or top product launches of um, 2017 so maybe we can start there with like the thing that really stood out to you so Um, yeah on fashionmagazine.com for the next basically 10 days leading up to the holidays we're going to be publishing a bunch of just end of year roundups Um, our first one came out this morning and it was as you mentioned um, our favorite product launches so we talked about stuff like the Way Dry Shampoo uh, by Jen Atkin, Glossier coming to Canada, um, Fenty Beauty and KKW Beauty, stuff like that. Lisa, what was your favorite on the list? Yeah, I was going to say that these weren't like my personal favorites. I mostly picked them as like they stood out to me as big moments in beauty. Yeah. Um, but I would say Tom Ford naming a fragrance fucking fabulous is Love kind it. of fucking awesome. <laughs> Because, as we all know, fragrance can off- often really takes itself so seriously. Uh-huh. The press kits are just absurd and uh-huh. ridiculous, and there's always a battle for, like, a name that's not already taken. And so I just kind of love that he was like, it's fucking fabulous. Let's just call it that. And yeah. they, like, literally put it into production, and it's, <laughs> and it's a legit—and it's just— 
I love that he just did that, and I also think it's kind of poking fun at almost the absurdity of fragrance because people actually serious. Yeah, yeah, like when SNL did the, the Ivanka Trump <laughs> complicit. Yes, it's kind of like that. Yes. And he's like taking a piss. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of also what I love about it is it's kind of taking the piss out of the fragrance industry yeah. because it's so like got its head so far up its own bum sometimes. <laughs> well, what did it smell like? Well, that was the thing. So anytime I, I got yeah. I got it and people would sit on my desk and be like, oh my God, what does it smell like? Because of course, yeah. everyone's going to want to know, which yeah. I think was also brilliant too like mm-hmm. if you're gonna call it that yeah but i have to be honest it's not as fucking fabulous as some of his other stuff <laughs> oh. there's a quite leathery wah, wah. note to it yeah. Yeah. Your, uh, but it has a lot of hype to live up to i think yeah. when you call it yeah. that too so is it sort of like unisex in feeling yeah like, i would say so definitely yeah. unisex it's nice but yeah. it's meh like yeah. Yeah. i don't know i just kind of ex- yeah. you expect so much from a name like that is it available in canada just as yes, a side note yes it did came, it, it originally was us and asia i think only okay. and then a few weeks later it came to Holt run fruit oh, so okay okay so i'm going to go there. sniff it myself <laughs> yeah. this holiday season uh the biggest uh feel good moment beauty moment of the year um, okay, so mine was uh, Glossier's Body Hero campaign. Agreed. It awesome. was the brand's first foray into a body product. Um, and so, as you guys know, um, mm-hmm. you are both at the Toronto pop-up. It's a body lotion and a shower gel. And mm-hmm. they just use really cool people shower in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they used so a, basket- a basketball player and Olympic gold medalist an influencer and clinical research coordinator, um, Mm -hmm. the founder of Outdoor Voices, and who else? And then Paloma Elsesser and a creative director. Um, Very real peeps. Yes, so not models. um, They're not all sample size. And a lot of the models posted the campaigns um, on their Instagram, and they just wrote these really, like, touching blurbs Mm -hmm. about their issues with self-esteem in the past and mm-hmm. even eating disorders and they were really like gut-wrenching really heart heartwarming posts that stuck with me yeah. it evokes an emotion and i think that a lot of beauty products fail to do that so it is like an oil gel or whatnot but my problem is is that it makes the shower so slippery i'm like, <laughs> I'm like my poor kids i'm like be careful guys i just had a shower and oh, you're like never don't fall and break your neck like also, how do people do it just like logistically God. the scent also really lingers yes. i find yeah. like even hours after i've had yeah. the shower yeah. my bathroom still smells like it emily said at the pop-up if you yeah. guys remember um she wanted them to smell like a french baby yeah yeah which is not my, like, yeah. aesthetic. <laughs> any any, any feel-good moments from you, Lisa? I don't know about, like, I felt gooey inside, but I definitely liked seeing Helen Mirren on the cover of Allure, just because you, you never see a woman that age on the cover, and it was mm-hmm. part of kicking off their whole thing of banning the word anti-aging, which I think is awesome. A, a great stance from, from a magazine to take who is so reliant on advertisers who are peddling that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I thought the whole thing, that whole, th- I thought it was just a very powerful moment mm-hmm. Yeah, for the beauty I industry. I have been following the, like, the site since so closely to see, because in my mind I was just like, okay, I kind of get it, but does that then mean that you're not going to be talking, like to your point, you're not going to be talking about wrinkle products that fight 
fight using that word mm-hmm. wrinkles or like you're not going to talk about Botox anymore. Like, does that mean you're also not going to touch those topics or you're just going to phrase them in I a different way? I think they're just going to frame it because their next issue that just came out is the eye issue. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at some of it last night. They're still addressing it. It's just the language has changed. And mm-hmm. actually one sidebar was so interesting. It was like... Um, things that they've said in the past. They went back as far as 2003 about things that they'd said about crow's feet in the past mm-hmm. and they were apologizing for it, which was kind of wow. crazy because I was like, that was all under Linda Wells' time mm-hmm. yeah. and she would have approved all that and they were just basically being like, they would pr- they would like have some comment after like, oh God, how could we? And like, sorry. And it was just so interesting to read. Like, that's they like the were whole industry though. Like, that's not just about <laughs> yeah. one editor. I mean, yeah, that's for about sure. every every editor everywhere that was yeah. just the jargon yeah, yeah. and but i they, really yeah and the the new issue with the eye one that you're yeah. talking about i haven't got my hands yeah. on it yet but it has the crow's feet is on the cover yes. so they are still they are addressing it, it but maybe if it's more like a maintenance thing or just mm-hmm. like they're rephrasing well, that's it what, that's what i'm confused about it's mm-hmm. just like so how do you position talking about this wrinkle cream if well, the idea is that we are embracing they all interviewed germs and cosmetic surgeons i think and they all their quotes were more about like embracing them and coming to terms with them and then when people come in wanting to address them how do they assess whether how much to do it it was a very different perspective on them mm-hmm. rather than before which was just like how can we minimize them how can we correct them mm-hmm. they're inevitable they're something mm-hmm. to be celebrated and if you want and definitely we should keep them moisturized so mm-hmm. here's what to do um what are we on to now hot button moments oh shit okay yeah <laughs> all right craziest hot first. button moments not going first that's all i'm saying <laughs> um we should have flipped a coin yeah <laughs> so mine was the one i guess that left a really bad taste in my mouth um was kim kardashian defending jeffree star um and just kind of on Snapchat and Instagram stories telling her viewers, her fans, to forgive him for his past racist remarks and racial slurs and just general online bullying. Um, She apologized a day later because she got a ton of backlash and Mm -hmm. rightfully so. Um, It just kind of... I'm a Kim K fan normally, but watching that... I remember watching it on my bed (laughs) before um, I left work that morning and my boyfriend came in because I was just sitting there like, oh no, oh no, oh no, stop talking, stop talking. (laughs) Like, I just could not believe what a simplistic um, approach she took to a very complex topic, and it's a topic um, in which I don't think her opinion was needed. It wasn't necessary. Like, she... It was really belittling, I think, to people who, who may have been offended in the past by something that Jeffree Star said, and she really spoke for for all of those people and she shouldn't have so while she did apologize um i think she really didn't think it through like she was just saying i'm a positive person and i think that we should forgive people and it's like that's not really how how um (laughs) forgiveness works (laughs) like you don't just kind of like throw things away and just keep i don't know i i was really disappointed okay so give us a brief backstory on some of these controversial comments like just over the years, yeah, countless okay. times, there's okay. videos, there's tweets. Um, he just engages, I guess, in um, in online bullying that often takes the form of racial slurs and stuff that yeah, not okay, should not be supported. Yeah, no, wow. especially by someone with such a huge huge platform. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of a mess. Like there's yeah. a lot of damage control, um, and people have I 
from what it seems, have mostly forgotten about it. Mm -hmm. I have not. Just very, very bizarre. Maybe this is a good time to get into our next topic, which is the most important beauty inclusivity moment of the year, because... Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully we have examples of that as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, we definitely have a lot of examples of that in 2017, which uh, is great. So the first one that comes to mind, obviously, is Fenty Beauty and the Mm -hmm. 4D foundation shades. Fenty is not the first brand to come Mm -hmm. out with a huge, diverse range of foundation shades. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still... Is but it worth still noting. seemed to be like this big moment, yeah. though. Yeah. Like suddenly it was like, oh, the, the people there's a there's a market for these dark shades. Right. It was, yeah. I was so struck by how people acted like it was like news to them. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because it was Rihanna doing it or something. I and think a lot of it was that people were saying her undertones were maybe a bit more sophisticated and diverse mm-hmm. than a lot of brands. Yeah. Like it wasn't just here are our like five dark shades. It was um, yeah. more nuanced, maybe. Or? Yeah, it was there. They're really great, like, subtle differences in the undertone. So I was actually at the launch party for Fenty in New York in September, and they had this foundation station, and you go in and the, uh, you kind of get looked at under a light because there's a party. It's very dark. Um, and they they really assessed your undertones and brought you over to the section where your foundation might be, and you worked with the makeup artist who was there to find the perfect one mm-hmm. for you. So mm-hmm. the undertones are what stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Um the campaign for sure, like seeing there were a Ducky lot of different yeah. um, slick woods. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think um, there was something a little bit more um, genuine feeling yeah. about this launch. Yeah, and I also really liked how you could go into the store to Sephora where I went and I bought my foundation, and you could see the whole range right there in front of you. It wasn't mm-hmm. like these twelve are in store, and then if you're these yeah. other tones, go order it on the internet because right. they yeah. don't sell yes. in the store. We're not keeping stock. Yes, it was like incredible to yeah. see like the breadth yeah. of selection, and um, well, I just, on the contrary, yeah. like all the dark shades were the ones that sold out yeah. first. It's amazing. It's amazing to see. Yeah, yeah. Was there any other inclusivity moments that um, were special for either of you? Um, I thought it was pretty cool when CoverGirl announced May Musk. I know that signing an older woman isn't... I was just going to say a, a mass brand hasn't, but L'Oreal has Helen Mirren. Because I know some of the more uh, prestige brands were doing it with, like, NARS and Marc Jacobs Beauty. Mm-hmm. But it's just nice to see now the mass brands doing it, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like CoverGirl is really... Um, changing a lot. I feel like just seeing more silver-haired ladies getting campaigns is always Mm -hmm. awesome to see. Moving over to the celebrity side, um, what was your ultimate goals red carpet or (laughs) runway beauty moment? Okay, um, well, I'm just going to keep talking about old ladies because that's <laughs> who I'm here for <laughs> in the corner. Me too. Um, okay. Isabel Huppert, I've, I've forgotten until I looked back um, into my Twitter, but I remember her at the Oscars. She looked incredible, and she was six. She's sixty three. Um, her hair, her makeup, her dress, everything. She looked amazing. What and, movie was she in again? Uh, it was called. I can't remember. It's the one where she like falls for her rapist. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, that, that she's French, right? It's French. She just looked incredible. Like this one. Yeah. 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 There, when they showed her up close, I just thought, wow, she looks amazing. Um, 
She does. So she's got, she's kind of doing a bit of that like 40s wave and a nice yeah. like dark ruby She just lip. didn't look dowdy Ooh, or mother of the bride-ish. She's doing the earring that goes, the crawler. Yes, and that, that was the other thing. I love that she had a crawler. It was yeah. just so cool on her. Yeah, love it. What about you, Susie? Um, I actually had a hard time thinking of a red carpet one because I feel like in the age of Instagram, like no one makes their new like look debut mm-hmm. on red carpets mm-hmm. anymore. However, Selena Gomez last month at the American Music Awards, that was the show, right, that it was at, um, she debuted her blonde hair. Um, And so I just, I thought it was fun because, like I said, I haven't seen, like, a shocking new red carpet look in a long time. Um, It looks great on her. She, going blonde is a funny thing. Actually, one of our writers, my friend Anne T. Donahue, um, she wrote a story after that appearance about why we turn to bleached hair in times of chaos and like uncertainty. Um, It's on fashionmagazine.com. Highly encourage everyone to read it. But I just think it's interesting. I like when people unexpectedly go bleach blonde. Right. I think it's very exciting. I have done it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Especially if you've been laid off. And then bleach that hair, bitch. Bleach that hair. Well, that's the thing. Life-changing moment. Yeah, when it comes after a breakup. Like, you know that meme that's like, if a girl like dyes her hair after a breakup, you're like never getting back together or yeah. something. And so it it was just very like it was so like normy of her. Yeah. To break up with yeah. the weekend, dye her hair and yeah. get oh. back together with her ex boyfriend. <laughs> like, haven't we all? Oh. My runway beauty moment mm-hmm. without fail. And it's not even well, it's beauty, but also just fashion in general mm-hmm. was their Versace sh- show. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. When it was all the supers yes. came out with yeah. Donatella yeah. and it was just like, gave me goosebumps, you know, cause it's yeah. like freedom and mm-hmm. like the whole thing. And they all looked freaking amazing. And they looked, it was just like transporting you back to that time. And then there's the whole like, um, Ryan Murphy show documenting the Gianni Versace mm-hmm. um, yes. movie or um, murder. Video, right? It's coming out yeah. soon. And, I just felt like it was very... Penelope yeah. Cruz plays uh, Donatella mm-hmm. Versace. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, oh. I think. Yeah, uh, she does. Yeah, and so I'm just... Yeah, I just was obsessed with that moment. And but didn't you feel like, where's Linda? A mm. bit, but I just felt like it kind of made sense at the same time. that she, Really? Yeah, that she wasn't there. I don't know if she's maybe as chummy with them. Right. As or someone else, I was talking about someone else, and they thought she probably felt too insecure or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To or she's just not like out there as much. Like Cindy right. Crawford is. So who everywhere. was it? Cindy, Carla Bruni, Cindy Crawford, Claudia Schiffer, Helena Christensen, Naomi Campbell, right? Uh, Naomi right. Campbell, yeah. With those like slinky gold dresses yeah. and just like the long hair and all of that. It was just like Claudia very fun. Schiffer is just like does the woman age? Like, all of them. Yeah. Honestly. Well, Naomi Campbell. Yeah. That's I just know Naomi insane. as well is just yeah. like never ever 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 <laughs> ever ever ages. And I actually one other red carpet moment that I'm just going to add on to this was. Um, Kate Hudson shaving off her beach waves. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was pretty... I know it's for a movie, but that was pretty crazy Mm -hmm. because you would Mm -hmm. just... That's like a tat... I just feel like that's her. That's like her signature look. That would be like Goldie getting rid of the bangs, you know? I just couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty... And she could pull it off. Like, she has a face where she can still look good without it. So true. Yeah. Um, What else? Um... 
biggest beauty clapback moment. Yeah, Lupita Nyong'o was on the cover of Grazia magazine in the UK, and they um, they had photoshopped off her natural hair, and she very publicly called them out on that. She tweeted that um, she was super disappointed that they had felt the need to do that and make it more, as she said in her ter- her words. European centric hair right. sm- suiting mm-hmm. a smoother standard mm-hmm. and um, so um, yeah so I just thought that that was really wonderful that she has had the the voice to do that and to put them in their place and they apologized right away obviously mm-hmm. and which is just um, like who like that's again, also just a dumbass move speaking of what the fuck moments let's talk about <laughs> the most WTF beauty trend that needs to stay in 2017 well those fucking highlighters that just will not stop coming out like more insane more like i just can't take if another one comes out like across my desk like kat von d was so metal crush so insane like who is gonna wear that so yeah and then the other thing, although Susie thinks that these were a joke, was those eye, those squiggle eyebrows. They were a joke. I'm I, pretty sure. I felt like people yeah. were taking them seriously. But any really? any of those yeah. like weird eyebrows. Like things. the feather ones. It's this yeah. makeup artist that I followed for a while. Her name's Stella. I forget what. Uh, she's like Eastern European. I forget also where she's located exactly. But it was a joke. Like she posted these like like they looked like feathers not yeah. feathered like Olsen twins like eyebrows like actual yeah. feathers um and it just exploded and it went viral and people were like this is disgusting how dare you and then a few days later she I guess checked her phone and saw that she had gone viral and was like um this was a fucking joke like <laughs> chill the hell out yeah. um yeah I don't know I think those things are jokes I think they're like kind of social experiment, nos- social media experiments I guess it's so hard yes. to tell right on Instagram yeah there's so much fucked up beauty shit on Instagram so <laughs> you're like what is what yeah. is meant to be serious and what is a joke yeah I know was there yeah. anything else for you Susie for me okay so Lisa knows that I have a hard time saying no to like a look because I like I want people to be able to express themselves and like do what they want <laughs> um however if I never see someone highlight the very tip of their nose again, I won't be upset. Um, it's just really, it's really jarring. And like yeah. seeing it in person is like, it looks like, like you ate a powder, a powdered donut. Yeah. And it's just, I, I mean, listen, I understand these things like photograph, like, I don't even want to say well, but like they look cool, like in Instagram, mm-hmm. like when they're photographed, but um yeah, I just don't think that... I understand highlighting the bridge of your nose, mm-hmm. like, because the light, mm-hmm. uh, it catches the light, but the very tip is just, yeah. like... And, like, so, so, so much. It just... It and is so bizarre. unblended. But also, I mean, it's the same thing with contour. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. occasionally... I remember last time I met up with you at Soho House, and it was yeah. just like, if I can see your contour from across yeah. the room, there's a problem. Yeah. Yes. And that happens, like, I love contour in real life. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it needs to be blended. Like, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> It's getting out of control. Um, my other moment, my what the fuck beauty moment to leave in 2017 is people doing YouTube videos applying foundation with condoms, oh, with right. iPhone yeah. cases, yeah. Yeah. Yes. having their boyfriend do their makeup. <laughs> like with his balls. Ju- yeah, with his balls. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Literally with his balls. Yeah. And I'm like, we have reached yeah. peak foundation yeah. application. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about with his balls? There was a, like a yeah. porno? No. 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 I literally, 
she he fucking teabagged her. With what? Foundation. Like he used his balls as a beauty blender. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I had to missing? ask if there was if they were hairless or not. I don't That's know what I question. Know. Did they shave them first? Oh my god. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you for coming. You. Thanks um, Thank for, for taking the time. Us. This was really fun. And everyone check out fashionmagazine.com. Now that we've recapped 2017, the year in beauty, we're going to look ahead to 2018 and see what's coming next. We are happy to introduce our next guest. He's a cosmetic chemist based here in Toronto, also part-time in New York City, Stephen Coe. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Tell us a little bit about your profession. You are a cosmetic chemist. Mm -hmm. How long have you been at it, and how did you get into it? Um, So I've been doing this for, I guess, around nine or ten years. Um, So I got into it sort of by chance when I started university for the second time. Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. Uh, My parents were sort of pushing me into medicine, um, so I was doing a lot of chemistry. Um, But at home and on the side, I was actually doing a lot of formulation of cosmetic products. So I was making uh, shampoos, conditioners, skin lotions, that sort of thing. They weren't great, but it was something that I was definitely interested in. and then at some point, there was a business plan competition at my university, um, and I was like, you know, why don't I put together a, a line um, and enter it into that competition? So I did that, um, and through that, uh, I met a business partner, and it just so happened that one of the judges was in the cosmetics industry. Um, so through there, I kind of got pulled into the whole thing. So I was wondering about, just sort of on the heels of that, you've probably worked on a lot of different cosmetic brands, but... I imagine that's all pretty top secret, or what can you share on that front? Um, it's sometimes it's top secret, sometimes it's just like you know, the working conditions weren't great, mm-hmm. or like you weren't necessarily happy when you were working there, or there's just things that you're not very proud of. Um, so I don't always do promo and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this industry sort of treats a lot of the technical people as tools. Um, So your job as a cosmetic chemist is to make a formulation. You don't necessarily get any ownership of that. Um, So product development usually comes from uh, people in the marketing department. Um, So it's like, you know, X ingredient is big. We want to make these claims. Mm. Um, Can you do it? And then myself, I work on the bench, which is small scale. Mm. So you have another chemist who's usually an engineer and they take your formulation and they scale it up to large scale production. So your Mm. piece in the company is actually quite small. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I talk to a lot of people who maybe aren't that familiar with the industry, they get this impression that like you're in this lab and like you're doing all this amazing stuff and you're playing and like doing all that stuff. Um, but your free time uh, is actually quite limited while you're working. So mm. um, I know f- I know for some people that work at um, cosmetic brands, like most of their job is just expanding the color range of a product. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, like that can get a little bit boring. Yeah. So can you tell us, I'm sure you you do a lot of research on what's next and what's new. Mm -hmm. So looking into your crystal ball, can you tell us what you think some of the big trends are coming for 2018? You brought some um, pretty cool looking glimmers and glitters. Mm -hmm. Tell us about uh, why you brought these and what you want to show us. So a lot of trends are actually driven by uh, what consumers want. Um, So something that has been really big is sort of the removal of microplastics from our products. Um, And that's definitely definitely something that, like, came from 
a research and b also consumers being like well we don't we don't want to be contributing mm-hmm. um so there have always been alternatives on the market um they just weren't necessarily the cheapest mm. um but you do have brands now like switching to um either biodegradable quote-unquote plastics like polylactic acid mm-hmm. um, or they're using things like cellulose and and fats essentially that replace mm-hmm. uh, plastic scrubs um, so are we talking about the actual packaging or is this an element of the uh, the ingredients sorry um it's both so mm-hmm. i th- so the body shop worked with the company that was using carbon that they siphoned from the air um, so they essentially turn pollution into shampoo bottles. Whoa. Um, yeah, so it's like it's this really amazing technology, and you know, we'll, hopefully, we'll start seeing that more mainstream. Um, and then, you know, biodegradable plastic has reached a scale where like you can produce it on factory levels. Mm. Um, so I think when the price point on that drops a bit, we'll start seeing it more um, in our packaging. Um, and now the conversation has sort of moved towards glitter, because mm-hmm. um, what a lot of people don't know is that. Uh, a lot of the glitter substrate is actually just polyester. Mm. Um, so when you're rinsing that off with the skin, when that's getting to the you know garbage or, or, or waterways, it's not it's not being removed properly. Mm. Um, well, so we all know that when you put on glitter, it's impossible to get rid of yeah. mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. I can only imagine in the environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, there are different types of glitter. Like there's mica, which is just um, a sort of a mineral compound. Um, but then you have like the larger glitters. Um, it's more associated with craft glitter, but it does get used in cosmetics and like nail polish, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, is thought to be a contributor to microplastic pollution. Um, so there are companies out there that are developing biodegradable versions of it. Cool. Um, the one, so I brought one here, and you can see that it it just looks like regular glitter. Mm-hmm. Um, totally, I wouldn't have known anything different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're like they're. Well, don't worry, guys. We'll show you on our Instagram. But <laughs> yeah. we're looking uh-oh. at sort of a almost like a palette of little triangles with silver and green and gold and turquoise and purple and fuchsia. And there's a black there. Basically, and this thing is made for Kira Kira. Like, yeah, it just yeah. wants to sparkle. <laughs> it really does. Um, oh, it's really cool. So these are all biodegradable. So I think I think they're ninety percent or ninety five percent biodegradable. Um, so they switch the polyester substrate for cellulose, and that mm-hmm. will break down um, in heat and water. Um, there are still some parts of it that don't biodegrade, but mm-hmm. it's definitely like a, a step in the right direction. I wonder how that'll wear on the skin differently, like if it. It it should be the same because they're they're coated in the same pigments and glitter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just basically the the sheet of plastic or paper that they're adhering the stuff onto. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should function the same. Uh, in terms of like smoothness and the way that it feels on the skin, that's more to do with like the particle size. Okay. Um, so they go down to you know like five micrometers. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty. It's not super fine, but like mm-hmm. it gets down there. And and you know this is essentially a prototype, so it'll yeah. get better. Do you think that we might see this in like the natural space or more mainstream brands? I'm just wondering, would this be like a ritual defeat type situation or for do you think we'll see it more from a main, mainstream brands picking it up? Um, I think we'll probably first see it in indie brands. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for that is that they usually have quicker turnarounds in terms of their product because mm-hmm. um, they can formulate a product, produce it, and then start selling it on their website right away. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're looking at like a big company, they have distribution deals that they need right. to work out. Um, but 
you know, consumers don't want to be polluting. So, yeah. yeah, if the demand's big enough, then I think we can start seeing companies mm-hmm. switching. What else is in your bag of tricks over yeah. there, too? <laughs> yeah. I thought I heard some color-changing action might be. Yeah, so I, I brought a color-changing eyeshadow. Okay, let's um, have a look. So these are pretty large glitters. Um, and basically, when you rub them on your skin... Mm-hmm. You're going to do a swatch, Carly? Yeah, I'm doing a swatch. My skin's, like, rejecting. <laughs> So this one kind of goes, it goes from like purple to like a reddish. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can really... It's pretty subtle. I think mm-hmm. I bought the wrong ones because they're ones that go from like blue to green. Oh, okay. They're, like super... they're like mermaid-y kind, kind of. of yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically what it is is that it, it's kind of like these glitters. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take the substrate, which is one color, mm-hmm. and then they, in a sense, like print on another color. Right. And then when you rub it, the, the color that's been printed on gets rubbed off so that they switch colors. Okay. Cool. Um, so this is actually in the Fenty, not this particular one, but like a similar technology is in the Fenty, uh, I think it's their eyeliner. Mm-hmm. So cool. I know you, you're a little hesitant to talk about trends, but mm-hmm. is there anything you're excited that might be coming down the pike in 2018 on the skincare front? Um, not necessarily ingredients in particular, but um, I do like the trend of sunscreen becoming part of skincare. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we all know, like UV exposure is one of the biggest contributors to visible signs of aging. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it is now, especially in the U.S. and Canadian market, like our sunscreens don't mm-hmm. feel nice on the skin mm-hmm. um, or they don't provide enough UVA protection. Yeah. Um, so if you look at markets like Europe and Asia, they, they have a lot more elegant sunscreens, mm-hmm. things that work under makeup, um, things that can function like makeup. Um, and they're at much lower price points. Um, so I'm hoping that's a trend that catches on over here, mm. where we'll start seeing you know, yeah. really good sunscreens that feel good on the skin mm-hmm. um, and, and that have skincare benefits as well. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank no you. <laughs> it's enlightening. I feel like, we, yeah, we got the crystal ball experience. So yeah. I'm excited. Happy, Happy holidays, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Visit breakingbeauty.ca to sign up for our newsletter and every episode will be delivered direct to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And be sure to subscribe to us. There's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're up for it, show your love by writing a review in iTunes.